off with Doc. Let's get into the subject matter at hand. I really only know one way. Okay, I'm not saying that my way is the right way. My way should be your way. My way is perfect. No, it's not. It's full of faults. It's full of all kinds of missteps. But it's the way that I know. It's the way that works for me. I'm an all-the-way-in person or all-the-way-out person. I don't believe in being lukewarm. You're going to be hot or you're going to be cold over a subject matter. And that's the way it should be. You know, with mistakes, you have to live with your consequences. I am usually always willing to live with my consequences. I'm not trying to run away from a situation that I created. I believe and respect people who feel that way. Somebody told me this week that I shouldn't touch on politics. They gave me no reason. They just recommend that I shouldn't. And to me, I called BS on that because how dare you tell a stranger what they should or should not do and don't even quantify the reasons why you feel that way. If I said something that was wrong, I always open these doors and say, you're welcome to call in. You're welcome to welcome to correct me. But to just tell me that I should not do something as an adult, especially when I'm a black male in America and it's a white woman telling me this, I, I found it offensive. You know what we do? We learn to fix stuff. We learn to correct stuff. I already told you that I'm not willing to beg, plead, or suffer a fool to be a friend. I mean, I just don't go out of my way to do anything that I consider to be wrong, morally wrong. I have a compass that's built inside me. I don't need a Bible. I don't need a Quran. I don't need a Torah. I don't need a guru to tell me which is right and what is wrong. I have a spirit within me that tells me when I'm doing something that's off-center, when I'm doing something that does not make sense, when I'm doing something that just doesn't feel right or smell right. And when I do that, I stop instantly. I try to correct myself. Far from perfect, once again, never going to claim perfection. Our goal is to try to be as close to perfection as possible when we always show, show fall short. It's just the way it goes. It's just the way it goes. My way the highway could be the wrong way. It might cost me my soul, but those are the consequences that I am willing to live with. Now, if you do what you do and it works for you and it works for yours, I am not trying to tell you to do it any other way. But the only thing I say is try to help more than you hurt. Try to build up more than you destroy. Try to comfort more than you saw cause conflict and suffering to others. And that's basically it. That's my way. That's the real way that I know. This is the way that I have been born and raised to be. This is what blends in with my soul. This is what blends in with my decency. This is what blends in with what my parents has taught me how to go about life. I try to love as much as I possibly can. But I'm not going to sit here and say I'm some kind of angel and I love everything and everybody. No, I do not. I'm not a fraud either. Okay? So you figure out what is your really only way you know how to go about doing things. 
teach others maybe you have some keys some some disciplines in your way that will strengthen somebody who is weaker than you who is looking in five thousand different directions for a way to go about living life and you might be at help and if you are help to another human being you are a blessing and i say let's move on now when 113 we had the mega million jackpot won for 1.35 billion dollars in the state of maine boy that person's family that person's uh next couple of generations should be set i hope that somebody who won will use this money for some good that not only will they just buy big houses and and all the perks that comes with being uh a hundred millionaires several times over but that they use this to help other people who are less fortunate than themselves that they don't find new friends because you can't find a new friend once you got 800 million dollars you know it's the friend that was with you when you had six dollars and 42 dollars in the bank that's your friend not the new friends so boston decides to unveil this bronze statue in honor of martin luther king jr and this thing is an abomination it is a real true piece of shit. you can't really make out what it is from different angles it looks like different other things um you can basically tell that one of the arms is wearing a ring and one of the arms is wearing a bracelet of some sort but other than that you can't really tell I mean, if you look at it from some angles, it looks like somebody's holding their own ass and eating their own ass. I mean, it's it's ridiculous. I would say that Boston, whoever uh, gave the okay to this is a fool. They should be ashamed of themselves. They should be doing something to take this down. If they can fix a Ronaldo statue, they could damn sure fix a Martin Luther King Jr. statue or monument or whatever you want to call this fucking abomination so illinois has now become the latest u.s state to ban assault weapons nine other states also ban assault weapons and that includes dc which is not a state but a commonwealth they prohibit the sale or possession of assault weapons now i believe that the law also grandfathers in people already own them but I think they have to register them. Uh, do we need more assault-type weapons on the street? No. I'm a big gun person, but I don't believe that we actually need AKs and 223s and 567s out there. I don't believe that we need high-capacity magazines with 50, 60, 75 rounds. I think that if you have a high-capacity rifle, and it holds 10 to 25 and you know what you're doing with this and you've been trained to use this you can do whatever it is that you need to be needs to be done i don't believe there's a limit on how many mags you can actually have but i do believe that we have to do something about these assault weapons because these are for the most part what's used in these mass shootings it's not so much 380s uh, 25s even nine millimeters for the most part people are going for rifles so let's see what happens with illinois and other states who will join in i will keep you up to date if others join in if they decide to stay out or whatever happens so the faa 
had a computer outage, and all flights across America were grounded, leaving tens of thousands of people stranded after this uh, outage. Uh, pilots couldn't access their flight plans. They couldn't safely land or take off. The airplane or airline industry has been a mess. I mean, they received a lot of money from the federal government uh, during the COVID days. Uh, prices of airline tickets have risen through the roof. I mean, I'm still trying to set up a trip and get some tickets to an airline, but it seems like it's slow motion because the fares are on average, I would say $200 per person each way round trip higher than what I got this same time last year. So we are talking about a swing and at least $400. So I'm trying to uh, wait this out. Southwest Airlines is not an option. I believe they're a garbage airline. I don't fly Frontier. I don't fly Spirit. So it has to be American Delta or JetBlue for me. And uh, I'll see how that works. I hope that you don't have any problems with your flight arrangements going and coming at any point in time this year that is within your financial means that you need to get someplace that you're able to get there. And I feel like that you had to mortgage the farm to do it. People, for some reason, as you know, and it's not for some reason, but it's award season, people. That means Oscars, Emmys, Grammys, Tonys, Critics' Choice Awards, NFL Honors is coming up, probably Nickelodeon, MTV, BET, Source Awards, all kinds of award shows. Isn't it amazing that you go to work each and every day, you might bust your ass and be the best that you can be, and at the most, you might get an accommodation, you might get a bonus at Christmas time, but the highest paid people on the planet, me and athletes and celebrities, give themselves multiple trinkets on top of all the shit that they can already buy for themselves. I find it amazing that they need the glad hand and have all these award shows, all these dinners, because they did their job, and they did their job well. You know what? I think satisfying your fans by putting out a product that is worth a damn should be award enough but you know that's just my thoughts on the matter so lynette diamond hardaway died at the age of 51. i really don't have much positive to say about uh half of the silk and diamond combination so i'm not gonna really say much other than she's dead people charles white Heisman Trophy winner and a USC national champion in 1979. He actually won the Heisman, I'm sorry, in 1979. He won the national championship in 1978. One of my very first football heroes has passed away at the age of 64. He also played nine seasons in the NFL. Jeff Beck, a guitarist for the Yardbirds, legendary Hall of Fame Yardbirds. He died at the age of 78. Lisa Marie Presley died at the age of 54. She was Elvis Presley's daughter, uh, Michael Jackson, and Nicolas Cage's ex-wife. Uh, she was still what you would call a fairly young person at 54 years old. I hope she rests in peace to find a peace that she never seemed to have in this life. And Robbie Knievel, the son of Evil Knievel, 
died at the age of 60. He went into his dad business as being a stunt man, uh, you know, jumping canyons and things of that nature. When I was a kid, his father, Evil Knievel, was humongous, jumping Snake Canyon, jumping the fountains in Las Vegas. I mean, walking around with the uh, the jumpsuits like Elvis, red, white, and blue. He was a really big deal. You, you had to have lived in that time to understand how big a deal evil was. I'm surprised that his son went into the same business. But once again, like I said, he passed away at the age of 60. Victoria Lee, an MMA fighter who also has a sister, Angela Lee, who I believe fights for the UFC, died at the age of 18. I don't know a lot about that. I mean, I, 18 is... You just started life. I can't imagine the grief that her family and loved ones are going through over her passing, but I'm just passing that information off to you. Robbie Backman from Backman Turner Overdrive passed away at the age of 69. You might know some of his songs. You ain't seen nothing yet. And taking care of business. Uh, so... I just wanted to pass that on. I like to let you know who the big names are of each week. You might not be aware of them. So this is just me passing on information, not making any judgments per se on these people's lives. But if I have something to add, I will. If I have not much to add, I won't. So WWE had a big week. Vince McMahon returned. Stephanie McMahon retired. Rumors of Vince selling the company to Saudi Arabia, PIF, are floating all over. Strange Talk with Doc does not deal with rumors in your windows. So that's all I'm going to say about this Saudi Arabia, PFI, other than the fact that WWE was built on the back of that red, white, and blue flag. I don't care how many times they go international. I don't care how many times they do shows internationally. The whole Hogan era was built on WWE being American. Uh, salute to the troops is American. These were things that would go away. I don't believe that any Saudi Arabia-based company can get airtime on American television, just much like Live Golf. So I believe this to be just a rumor. Maybe Vince will sell a company. I don't know why he's not leaving this as a legacy to his grandchildren as he would have his grandchildren, then leave it to their grandchildren. This is a striving business that makes millions of people worldwide happy. I wish the WWE finds a way to make this thing work. So Prince Harry has a book out. And the only thing I have to say about Prince Harry, because I really don't give a fuck about the Royals. I don't give a fuck about Meghan. I don't give a damn about Prince Harry. I just wish he would do four letters. Shut the fuck up he has put out all kinds of personal business but i guess when you need to sell a book you're going to do things like that i don't understand the concept it is not uh within the way that i go about my life that every single thing that you've ever done is open to the public i believe that some things you take to the grave with you but if pence harry is comfortable putting this information out there when he's going to have kids, his kids read it and his grandchildren read it and his great grandchildren read this. And they're going to say, that's who grandpa really was. I mean, that's on him. So uh, this week, both law and orders, meaning SVU and the 
organized crime, they kind of sucked back to back. This is the second week in a row. The OG version of Law and Order was okay. Did I like the way the uh, district attorney, the ADA, handled the case? No. He made the defendant into every white boy. You know, every white boy that somebody would want to come to defense of. So he did not come down hard on him the way he would have came down on a regular perp. And I didn't appreciate that as a viewer, especially a black viewer. Criminal Minds has returned from his hiatus. I have yet to see that episode. The Young Rock was very good. It kind of told the story about how him and Triple H finally came to garner some respect for each other. BMF Week 2. The Godfather of Harlem has returned. I have not seen that episode as of yet. I will review The Godfather of Harlem next week and also Week 2 of BMF. And The Hunters Season 2 has returned. I believe this was an Amazon show. I'm not sure. I really enjoyed Season 1. I have the whole season of Season 2. I'm going to marathon that at some particular point in time when TV kind of goes into their January, February hiatus again. So the number one Georgia Bulldogs beat TCU 65-7. to This is their second national championship in a row. They did this at SoFi Stadium. Uh, Georgia's quarterback, Stinson Bennett, who was aged about 502 years old, was named the offensive MVP of the college football playoff championship. This Stinson Bennett will be 26 years old before the start of the upcoming NFL season. I don't know if he's going to declare. I don't know if he's happy just having a college legacy and moving on from there, but that's pretty old for a quarterback to be coming into the NFL, even with the two national championships. So John Bones Jones has re-signed with the UFC, and on top of it, he got an eight-fight deal. It's amazing. How they conduct business in the UFC from time to time because Francis Ngannou has been stripped of his USC title and he's an unrestricted free agent, which is kind of a joke-ass statement because there's not a lot of places for MMA fighters to fight. He can go to Bellator. I guess there's pride. There are a few places that he can go, but he has been stripped of his title. So John Jones and him will not fight for the title. It will actually be John Jones versus Cyril Gaon, I believe they're going to fight sometime in March for the UFC Heavyweight Championship. Isn't it amazing? John Jones goes to and gets in all that trouble. He gets blessed with an eight-fight deal, probably for more money than anybody in UFC history. He has all this time where he didn't have to take drug tests. He walks straight into a title fight. No fight or two to warm up to see what he has to offer to heavyweight straight into a title fight. If Dana wants you, Dana likes you, Dana gives you a pass that you cannot get in any other sport known to man. The UFC did have a card this weekend. It was headlined by Sean Strickland and Nurza Dean Imavov, which Sean Strickland won by unanimous decision. Uh, This was one of those who gives a fuck UFC cards It was the first card of the year. It wasn't that good. I really didn't find it entertaining. 
I looked at the fights, but I also kind of fast forwarded through a lot of the action because I was bored by it. This weekend coming up, we have another UFC card. Derek Lewis is going up against Survey Spivak. Ian Kupalaris fighting Kennedy in Jujua. Chase Sherman is fighting Waldo Cortez or Acosta. Uh, Jennifer Myers on the undercard. Uh, let me see how Natalia Silva's fighting Tessa Bleeder. So this might be a good card. We'll see. It seems like they're waiting to hold a lot of people back for their major pay-per-views. But, you know, anytime you got Sergey Spivak and Derek Lewis on a card and they're fighting each other, somebody could get their head taken off. So we'll see. I'm hoping for a better card than the first one. And you know what, UFC, get your wheels rolling, man. And, you know, get your shit together, Dana. Give us some, some good bouts. So the Golden State Warriors on 113, Friday the 13th, played against my San Antonio Spurs, and they set a single game attendance record with 68,323 people showed up at the Allard Bowl Dome to watch a basketball game. Golden State Warriors wound up blowing my Spurs out in that game 144 to 113. Think about that. 68,323 people showed up to watch a b-ball game. I mean, some of those seats had to be horrendous, but, I mean, they still pulled it off. And the thing that I'm most shocked is San Antonio didn't go over the way to promote it. They didn't go out of their way to pat themselves on the back for doing this. All they did was post on their social media site the number 68323. I mean, what a class organization. I'm so proud to be a San Antonio Spurs fan, even though we're having a three or four year period that I have never experienced as a Spurs fan in my entire life. So here's the big games for you in the NBA this week. Tonight, we got the Suns versus the Grizzlies. Anytime you get a chance to see John Moran, you know you need to do it. We have the Pacers versus the Bucks. Tuesday, we got the Trailblazers versus the Nuggets, the 76ers versus the Clippers. I can't promise you Paul George, nor can I promise you Kawhi Leonard. You never know with them. They're like that box of chocolates that uh, Forrest Gump talked about. Wednesday, you got the Kings versus the Lakers. LeBron is healthy as I speak right now, so you should be in that game. You got the Clippers versus the Jazz. Thursday, you got the Suns without KD are going in to play the net. Well, the Nets without KD are going in to play the Suns. You got the Warriors versus the Celtics. Friday, you got the Heat versus the Mavs, Luka Doncic. You got the Grizzlies with John Moran versus LeBron James and the Lakers. Saturdays, you got Bucks with Giannis versus the Cavs, a very good up-and-coming team this season. You got the Celtics versus the Raptors. And Sunday, you got the Nets playing Golden State. And you got the Lakers going up against the Trailblazers. Last Monday, the Arizona Cardinals parted ways with Cliff Kingsbury. Uh, I was a little shocked. But when you lose that many games in a row, uh, after doing what they did last year, starting that season off, was, what was it, 10-1, and 10-2? and two, and then basically losing every game for the end of the season. 
and didn't have the season that they had this year, even though Calamari was hurt, even though D-Hop had to miss all those games due to suspension, they still should have been a better team. So the playoffs start in the NFL this weekend, and the 49ers outscored the Seahawks 25-6 to in the second half to win that game 41-23. to Brock Purdy threw three touchdown passes. He also threw for 332 yards, and he ran for a fourth-quarter score in his playoff debut. This was Brock Purdy's sixth straight win as a starter for the 49ers and the 11th straight win for the 49ers in total. Christian McCaffrey had a good game. He rushed for 119 yards. Debo Sanders caught six passes for 133 yards and a touchdown. Geno Smith was not a bum. He finished 25 for 35 for 253 yards, two touchdowns, and one interception. DK Metcalf had an outstanding game, 10 receptions, 136 yards, and two touchdowns. But San Francisco really put on a show in that second half. Like I said, they outscored them 25 to 6. And it just took a minute for that engine to rev up, and that was that. Now, the Jacksonville Jaguars came back from being down 27 to beat the Chargers 31-30. This was the sixth consecutive win for Jacksonville and the fifth straight at home. Uh, The Chargers coach has to go. Uh, Everybody, all the announcers, all the people on TV, they take this uh, Justin Herbert and they throw him down your throat as though he is the next big thing. When right now, out of the young guys, he's not the top young guy. And I don't understand it. Matter of fact, in this game, Trevor Lawrence went 28 for 47, 288 yards. He had four TDs, but he also had four interceptions. And Travis Etienne rushed 20 times for 109 yards. They have to reevaluate this whole deal in Los Angeles with the Chargers. They're not as good as people think they are. The coach blew it by playing whims in week 18. He he maybe he could have helped. Maybe he could have helped Eckler. Maybe he could have helped uh, Keenan Allen. He could have helped Herbert. But they wasn't at full strength. And Jacksonville, and then being down like this, maybe the team relaxed more than they should have. I mean, because when you're down by three touchdowns, basically four touchdowns, one point less than four touchdowns, you should not come back and beat a team in the playoffs. The Bills was in a wild-ass game with the Dolphins. They won this game 34-31. Josh Allen was 23 for 39, 352 yards, three touchdowns, two interceptions, and a fumble that was returned for a touchdown. Skylar Thomas did a good job as the third-screen quarterback for the Dolphins, but his problem was his team had drops after drops after drops so every chance that he got to put them in a position to help themselves one of the receivers would drop it i'm not saying that the bills didn't have the same problem uh there was a bad interception that bounced off of beasley coles to a dolphin player Uh, he had a bomb josh allen that was dropped i mean both teams were playing a little it was a little bizarre it was a that 
the end of the first quarter took like an hour and it was only three minutes on the clock. It felt like it took an hour. A lot of points were scored at that point. It was crazy. The Giants won their first playoff game in 11 years, beating the Vikings 31-24. If I'm the Vikings, I am cutting Kirk Cousins out of there. I don't believe you can move on. You're going to lose Justin Jefferson's. He's going to bail out on you at some point if he believes that the team is going to allow Kirk Cousins to remain the general. Daniel Jones had a damn good game. He passed for 301 yards, two touchdowns. He also ran for 78 yards, and this was his first career playoff game. He did very well. Saquon Barkley rushed for two touchdowns, including a tiebreaker midway through the fourth quarter. He had some good bursts. He had some long runs. He didn't touch the ball a lot, so he should be actually very fresh next week. Saquon did not take a beating. Daniel Jones didn't really take a beating. The Vikings didn't really get at him. When he did, he just ran by them. I don't know where the Vikings linebackers were. I don't know where their defensive line was. I don't believe he was pressured a lot. Uh, he might have got sacked two or three times, but it was nothing that really determined the factor in this game. Sam Hubbard returned Tyler Henley's fumble 98 yards for a tie-breaking touchdown in the fourth quarter to help the Cincinnati Bengals beat the Baltimore Ravens 24-17. Tyler Huntley had to play because Lamar Jackson has missed his sixth straight game due to injury. I'm not going to say that Joe Barrow, Chase, Ty, or anybody, Joe Mixon, anybody on that Cincinnati Bengals looked particularly dominant. I thought that this was too big a struggle against a man who didn't even play last week. Uh, there was some bizarreness going on in the playoffs, for sure, uh, wild card weekend. I don't know if it was due to nerves. I don't know if it was due to the level of competition has been raised up or what have you. Now, tonight, my Dallas Cowboys play Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in Tampa Bay. I'm hoping Dallas has not been sitting back reading their own press press clippings. I hope they end up in their feelings. Michael Parsons, I didn't make first team or pro or made first team or pro, and I'm still angry. I think this is bullshit. I think Dallas Cowboys should have enough to beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, even in Tampa, and get the Tom Brady monkey off their back and move on to the next round. Because if not, this season would have been a total failure. As far as I'm concerned, then Mike McCarthy should be fired. But I would not be happy with uh, the defensive coordinator, Quinn, taking over as head coach. I think they need to look outside the organization. I think Dan Quinn is a joke. I believe Kelvin Moore has become a joke. Mike McCarthy came into the organization as a joke, even with Super Bowl ring. So I'm hoping that I, this is all just air blowing out of my mouth and the Cowboys actually move on and I get to talk about them again next week, other than coaching changes. Next Saturday, we got Jacksonville Jaguars are going into Kansas City to play the Chiefs. I definitely have the Chiefs playing and winning this game at home against the Jaguars. I think the Jaguar bubble first finally burst. The Giants also on Saturday are going into Philly to play a division rival. 
the Philadelphia Eagles. I have the Eagles winning this. They will be well rested. Jalen Hurd would have allowed his body to heal up a little. I don't think that uh, Daniel Jones gets to run all over the field against that Eagles defense the way he did this week against Minnesota, which will curtail a lot of his offensive output. And then Sunday, we got the Cincinnati Bigos playing the Buffalo Bills. That should be an outstanding game. This is one of those games in the beginning of the season that we thought that we would see come playoff time because whoever wins this goes to the AFC Championship, and we figured one of these two teams would be in it, and we are now guaranteed one of these two teams will be in it. I am picking the Cincinnati Bengals to pull off the upset in Buffalo because I just think the Cincinnati Bengals, even as bad as they played last week or this week, I just feel something about Joe Barrow and that offense and those weapons, and they can handle the cold that they will win this game. And it's going to either be the Dallas Cowboys or Tampa Bay Buccaneers are going into San Francisco to play Brock Purdy and those 11-game win streak 49ers. I think that if it's the Cowboys, they beat San Francisco and actually end the streak and go on to the NFC Championship. If it's Tampa Bay, I have San Francisco beating Tampa Bay to go on to the NFC Championship. Now, next week, I'm going to talk about why I'm not with cancer culture, but what I am with. Okay, let's repeat that. I am not with cancer culture, but I am with something. I'll let you know what that is next week. Remember, your way might be the only way you know, and that does not make you wrong. Your way could be the right way for you. You don't have to be apologetic about having a way if it involves doing the right thing all the time. And I'm going to tell you people like I tell you each and every time, peace to you and peace to yours.